Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. In this episode, we're going to talk about the current state of hiring in the tech space and what you should do about it. Now, if you've been paying attention to the headlines over the last couple of weeks and months, you probably feel a lot of uncertainty about some companies that might have been on your dream company list. So we're talking about places like Amazon and Apple and Meta and Google and Twitter, either laying people off or freezing their hiring for the foreseeable future. And as a job seeker who might wanted to have targeted those companies, you might be thinking, what the heck am I supposed to do with my job search now? Like, where am I supposed to go? Is it even worth job searching at the moment? Should I stick it out and wait until the market gets better? There's just a lot of uncertainty and confusion. So I wanted to record this episode to provide you with a little bit of guidance and clarity that will hopefully give you some confidence and some action that you can take to help you position yourself moving forward and help you capitalize on some opportunities that may fulfill a lot of those same criteria that you may not have realized existed. So there are two paths that we're going to take that are going to allow us to capitalize on short-term opportunities while still allowing us to capitalize on long-term opportunities at these dream companies. So let's start with the first, which has to do with these, quote, dream tech companies, the Apples, the Googles, the Mangs, the F500s, all of those. If a company is no longer hiring, if they've frozen hiring, and if they're laying a bunch of people off, it's just not realistic for us to get a job there at this very moment. However, these companies are some of the best companies in the world, and many of them are not going to go away overnight. So that means that at some point in the future, they are going to continue to grow. They are going to continue to expand. They will be hiring again. And when that's the case, If we still really want to work there, we want to make sure that we are first in line for those job openings because it is going to get crazy. There are going to be tons of people waiting in the wings to submit their applications and to get in the door and do all of that. So we want to position ourselves as best we can to get to the front of that line when these roles open up. But we don't know when that's going to happen. We don't know if that's going to be next month couple months from now, a year from now, longer. We just don't know what the timeline looks like. And if we look at the data, if we look at everything that we're hearing, chances are the timeline is going to be longer rather than shorter. So we need to capitalize on some short-term opportunities. And that is what we'll talk about in just a second. But for these dream companies, the first step that I want you to take is to identify roughly three to four of these quote dream companies that you are going to continue to invest in. So what I mean by that is you are going to choose three to four of these companies that you really want to work for that are at the very top of your list. So, you know, we would love to get a job at many of these companies, right? Typically, if you want a job at Google, you'd also be happy working at a place like Microsoft or Meta or these other places. And that's not necessarily true for every single company on this list. But chances are good if you really want to work for one of these companies, you'd also be very, very happy working for one of their competitors as well. But I want you to get more specific about I want you to actively go out and research these companies. I want you to specifically decide on your top three or maybe four of these companies. And these are the companies that we are going to play the long game with. So the long game basically looks like us going out there and actively building relationships with people who are still working at these companies in our target roles who would potentially have influence over the hiring decision for the roles that we'd want in the future. So for example, if you really, really wanted a job 
on Google's ads team as an account executive, we might go build out a whole list of account executives who work on Google ads, and we may start building relationships with them. That would be our plan. And the great part about this is that this actually removes one of the toughest elements for job seekers, which is that time constraint for getting a job. And that puts a lot of pressure on relationships. That's why we see a lot of networking fail because people go out there and they know that they need a job quickly. They have this pressure. And so they say, how quickly can I turn this into a referral? And typically that happens in the very first message. People reach out and they say, hey, you work at Google and I wanna work there too, so can you refer me in? Or can you review my resume? Or can you introduce me to somebody? And that is all coming down to this time-constrained pressure of needing to get a job. Whereas if we know that hiring is frozen, if we know that we have to play the longer game, well, now we can focus on making it about the other person. We can focus on adding a ton of value to them. And we have a lot of space to do this because the best relationships are typically built in small layers of value value over time. And they're typically started with you giving as much to the other person as you can. So you essentially build up a little bit of social capital in the relationship and your chances of getting reciprocity are higher. So that's the great part about the situation. If Meta or Google or any of these companies don't start hiring again for, let's say, six months, eight months, well, now you have six to eight months to build relationships with people, which allows you to go really deep, which allows you to really build that relationship to a strong place where this person is going to be an advocate so that when these companies do begin to open up roles, one, you hear about it first because your contact or hopefully the many contacts that you've built at these companies will come to you and say, look, the hiring freeze is going to be lifted in a couple of months. Here are the roles that are going to be open on my team or in my department. Like, I'd love to refer you in. Let's start planning around this now. And then you're going to get ahead of the curve. And not only that, this person is going to be willing to go to bat for you. They're going to go to hiring managers and say, hey, I've been chatting with so-and-so for the last six months, eight months. We built a really strong relationship. And I think they would be an awesome ad for these new headcounts that we're opening up for the team. And when you have somebody doing that for you, that is really powerful. There's no hiring manager out there that's not going to bring somebody in for an interview when one of their employees that they trust, that they know, that they appreciate is singing that person's praises. So that's the place that we want to get to for these dream companies. We want to commit to reaching out to folks. We want to commit to building relationships with folks over the long term so that when these hiring freezes are lifted, we can be the first people in the door. But not all of us have the luxury of waiting six months, eight months, a year, or whatever this timeline is going to be until roles open up. Sometimes we need a job faster than that. So what we're going to do here is find companies that fit our specific criteria, but who are also hiring right now. And I think a lot of people don't realize just how many companies are out there who match that criteria. See, when we talk about the job search and when we talk about dream companies, job seekers have a tendency to just look right at the top. You know, who does society say are the best companies? And when we look at those lists, we typically see a lot of the aforementioned companies, Amazon, Google, Twitter, Microsoft, et cetera. These are companies that are sexy, that have big brand names, that make a ton of money, that are also known for treating their employees well and paying their employees well for the most part. You know, there are some exceptions to, to some of those with some of the, the companies I just mentioned. But overall, these are places that are really competitive because they are seen by society as the best places to work and they are household names and that's what everybody's striving for. But the problem with that is the desire to work at these companies is based on a lot of assumptions and based on a lot of high level criteria. And they're not really based on our values or the, the work that we would really get value out of or the level of compensation that we actually want. So if we get clear on those things, we can typically find a lot of other companies who match those same values. And that's where I want you to start. 
So the first thing that I want you to do is sit down and write out a list of every single thing that you would stand to gain with a new job. So you would stand to gain a higher salary. You would stand to gain a new manager. You would stand to gain a new team, right? Different peers and colleagues. You would stand to work on new projects. You would stand to be part of a new culture. You would stand to have different benefits. You would either have or you wouldn't have a commute, right? These are all of the things, and those are just a few examples, but these are the types of things that we wanna put on this list. Once you have everything listed out, I want you to prioritize them in order from most important to least important to you. So for some people, having a fantastic manager and team is worth more than a significant bump in salary. They'd rather work with great people and with a great manager who can help them build skills and help them enjoy work rather than making you know an extra five, $10,000 or whatever it is. So that's just one example again, but what I want you to do is really get clear on your order of priorities for all of those criteria. And then once you've prioritized every single thing that you would get with a new job, I want you to share specific examples. So if you say that compensation is really important to you, what specific compensation structure are you looking for? What does your base salary look like? What does your bonus look like? What do your stock options look like? What does that look like in terms of total compensation? Then maybe a manager is really high on your list. Well, then you might say, what does a great manager look like? Now I want you to go write out two to three examples of what a great manager looks like. What do they specifically do that make them a great manager? And on the flip side, what things do they not do to make them a great manager? What things do they avoid doing? And then the same thing goes with the team. When you say you wanna be part of a great team, what specific things does a great team have? And what specific things does a great team not have? And then you do the same for culture and commute and all these other things. And the reason that we do this is to get really, really clear and really specific on what each of those criteria means to us and our prioritized order. Because now what we can do is go out and start researching other companies. We can go out and look for jobs that are open right now, companies that are hiring right now, and we can run them through this funnel. We can go look them up on Glassdoor to see if they pay within the range that we are targeting for ourselves. We can go talk to employees to understand what the management style is like, to understand what our peers might be like. We can go talk to employees and do our research about the culture. Does it match up with what we're looking for? We can do our research and understand what projects they're rolling out, what their commitment is to the impact of their work, and we can see if that matches our criteria. And if you do this, yes, it's a little bit more work, but I think you'll be really, really surprised at just how many companies and how many opportunities are out there that check most of the boxes that you're looking for in a quote, dream company. And I think what's really funny is that you actually might find companies that check more of the boxes than some of those quote, dream companies that you had on your list before, the Amazons, the Googles, the Microsofts, et cetera. Oftentimes, there are companies, smaller companies, opportunities that you may not have heard of that are going to check more of the boxes for you that you might actually be happier at. And the great part about this is twofold. One, these opportunities are available now. So you can apply for them, you can network, and you can get in the door now. You don't have to wait until this hiring freeze ends. And then once you get in the door, the second benefit is that you start gaining experience at a higher salary level with a better manager, with a better team, with all of these improvements. And then you're building more experience that you can then use to jump into one of those aforementioned dream companies if you want. So this can be kind of a stepping stone into a Google, into a Microsoft when those hiring freezes are lifted. And that is amazing because now all of a sudden you've elevated things in the time between and you're not waiting on a company. You're not waiting on somebody else 
else to allow you to progress in your career. You are taking control of your career progression and you are going to be better off. You're going to be more qualified. You are going to be a more valuable employee when you then go and apply for one of those, quote, dream companies that were originally on your list. So I hope this helps give you a little bit of clarity on the landscape right now, the situation, and what actions you should be taking, how you should be thinking about the tech landscape, given all of these drastic changes and the uncertainty that's out there. And I also hope that it gives you a little bit of hope in the sense that this situation really isn't quite as bad as you may feel it is. There are still tons and tons of companies that are hiring out there. All you have to do is go to LinkedIn, run a search for roles posted in the last week and just see how many freaking roles have been posted in the last week to know that there are plenty of companies that are out there and that are still hiring. And if you have those specific criteria for what you're looking for, you're gonna find plenty of quote dream companies out there that you didn't even consider before. And that may actually end up being an amazing situation for you simply because these other companies decided to stop hiring. You can move them off your list and you can play a little bit of a longer game with them. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you.